Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to the Erin Chamberlick Show. Today is October 23rd, and I'm your host, Erin Chamberlick, holistic nutritionist, coming to you live from Nashville. You can visit my website, getbetterwellness.com. I have a great show today, a returning guest expert that I'm really thrilled to have back. Uh, many of you have been listening to my podcast, and you've um, heard at least, I think we've done two podcasts in the past. So this is, um, my guest is Dr. Carey. Welcome, Dr. Carey. Hi, Erin. It's such a pleasure to be back on your podcast. Thanks. I um, want the listeners to know, because maybe that they weren't on the previous uh, shows that we did, that Dr. Carrie Drizga is known internationally as the functional medicine doc. She's been in private practice since 1996 and is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And she holds two doctoral degrees, chiropractic and naturopathic medicine, and has uh, some additional training in functional medicine um, in the Kalish method, and she's a certified gluten practitioner. So she brings a wealth of knowledge, and she has written um, a book that we did talk about in the past. Um, so, Dr. Carey, tell us about uh, your book and uh, just real quick your next project that we'll be releasing in November. It would be a pleasure. So my book is titled Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. And in that book, I outline what functional medicine is about. I talk about eight of the 14 root causes for fatigue that I've discovered. And I also share my own personal fatigue story, and I share four stories from real patients from my private practice. So there's many reasons why people can suffer with fatigue and I oftentimes that I I often find that fatigue is not taken very seriously by the medical profession and people are kind of told like well it's in your head you just need an antidepressant or you just need a vacation or you're starting a burnout so you need 3 months off of work and really people know that there's something wrong in their body and they want answers. So that that's part of what prompted me to write the book. And then my newest project is is a home study program called Entrepreneurial Fatigue, How to Fuel Your Brain and Body for Entrepreneurial Success. And it's it's a program for entrepreneurs and business owners. Really anybody that has a job could benefit from this program because it's really focused on how to help all of us have more energy and how we can have uh, – better focus, have a sharper brain, have more creativity um in our uh in our in, in our job and in our businesses. That sounds awesome. So I know it releases um around November twelfth. So people can um visit your website, Dr. Carey C A R R I. So it's D R C A R R I dot com and you'll be um learning about that product launch. So I do recommend that. And and I agree with you that fatigue is, you know, so common, but you're not going to get answers from conventional medicine. And um, I love love your book. I love um, 
that you as a functional medicine doctor are trying to find the cause and fix the cause of the fatigue and not just mask the symptoms. So the book gives people some really good um, neat things to check and, and look at. And um, So how is um, this new project, you know, kind of building on that? And, and I guess what, what is, you know, the difference between physical fatigue and, and you know, what, what you're calling entrepreneurial fatigue? Oh, that's a great question. So when I have a patient that comes to see me in my private practice at Functional Medicine Ontario, one of the things that I'll ask them is the fatigue that you're feeling, Does are you feeling it more in your body? Does it feel more like physical fatigue or does it, is really the fatigue more in your brain? Does it feel like mental fatigue? So we've all had experiences where we were out there um, raking leaves in our yard or doing a, a bunch of gardening or uh, shoveling snow or doing whatever, something very physical in that your body feels tired, but your mind can still be very sharp and focused. And what I find most people are suffering when they when we really dive into their fatigue is it's really more brain-based mental fatigue in that people will have energy in their body, but their brain is just like, oh, it's just, it's uh, sluggish. A lot of people will um, tell me about foggy brain, um, that they just feel like there's a haze in their mind. And um, they just feel like in general they're they're not on point and their brain is not on point. And, and so these are all different clues that really the, the fatigue that you're suffering, part of it, Part of the problem is your brain, that there's something out of balance in your brain. Maybe you're lacking certain nutrients in your brain that are creating neurotransmitter imbalances. Maybe you're not getting quite the amount of oxygen or glucose to your brain that you need. So one of the other things that I ask when I see patients with fatigue is to rate their fatigue from 0 to 10. So you could do this right now, Erin, and of course the listeners can do this right now. So on average, how would you rate your energy from 0 to 10? So 0 would be no energy at all, and 10 would be your batteries are fully charged. So on average, if you're not at an 8 or higher, then I would say you're suffering with some level of fatigue. And okay. whether you know it or not, it's really it's affecting your life in many different ways, and it's, it's also affecting your, your work and your business. And it kind of creeps on probably, so you don't quite, you know, it's not like one day you wake up and you have these symptoms, you know, you might be attributing it to aging or um, maybe not even liking your job. I suppose stress, you know, is is um, contributing to all of this, right? Exactly. So you're you're exactly right about that. For most people, this is just creeping up and... Sometimes they, I would say most of the time, they're just kind of shrugging that off like, well, I'm just getting older. But, yeah, some of the other symptoms that your your brain needs help, um, some of the other symptoms, so think about, is, is your memory getting worse? Are you having a hard time remembering names or phone numbers? Is your ability to focus noticeably declining, like focus on a task, on something you need to get done? Or has it, be, has it become harder for you to learn new things? Um, are you having a hard time remembering your appointments? Or are you always late for appointments? 
Is your mm-hmm. temperament in general getting worse? Or um, are you losing your attention span? Sometimes people tell me that they feel like they start having adult ADD. And then um, do you do you fatigue when driving now compared to in the past? Or do you fatigue when reading now compared to the past? So driving and reading require a lot of brain activity. And if you mm-hmm. kind of compare yourself to years ago uh, compared to how you're doing now, that can be a symptom that your brain needs some help. And then things, you know, simple things like um, how often do you walk into a room and forget why? Or how often do you pick up your cell phone and forget why? So some of these things people will just shrug off to like, well, I'm just having a senior moment. But when you're having senior moments in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s and your 50s, like that is something that something can be done about that. Mm -hmm. So let's say a, a person an executive, let's say, walks into your office and it's like, I just don't feel as sharp as I used to be. You know, the energy is not there. Um, you know, I'm worried. Uh, I'm feeling stressed. I'm consumed with work. You know, what does um, what's what's that scenario look like? It, you know, how how do you start with a person? I know you talked about how you're going to have them evaluate their fatigue so you can figure out if it's mental or physical. But then, you know, walk us through some steps and what um, maybe what testing you do, what supplements, what diet you recommend. Absolutely. So um, when it when an executive comes in, or really when anybody comes in with fatigue, so one of the things that they'll do is they'll fill in an extensive questionnaire. And part of that questionnaire is a specific brain questionnaire. And that will help give me clues as to what is going on with the brain chemistry does this patient need more help with their dopamine pathways or does this patient need more help with their serotonin pathways? So that kind of gives me a basic idea about the brain chemistry or the neurotransmitters. And then another thing that I'll do is we'll we'll sit down usually for about an hour and we'll just kind of go over their history. So a lot of people, when you really dig back to the history and you think back to when was the last time you felt really great? You know, how old were you or where were you living at that point? And then what happened, let's say, within 6 to 12 months after that? Did you go through a major stress in your life? So major stress, that could be like a death of a loved one or the illness of a loved one. It could be the loss of a job or um, marital problems or divorce. So sometimes it's related to stress. So again, six to twelve months after, um, after you you know you remember, okay, this is the last time I remember feeling great, and then everything started to fall apart after that. Did you have any major illnesses? Did you have a food poisoning? Did you have the stomach flu? Did you have um, some kind of a terrible twenty-four hour flu that you were you know vomiting and diarrhea? That can mess up the intestinal flora, the bacteria that are in the gut. And that can sometimes be a sign that you've actually taken on an infection, a a parasite or a bad kind of bacteria, pathogenic bacteria. And so sometimes people can have underlying infections that are robbing them of 
their energy. And then one thing that I hear often from women is that they they tell me they've never never felt good since their last child was born. That something happened, usually it has to do with the hormones, either the sex hormones or the stress hormones or the thyroid hormones. There's some kind of a hormonal imbalance going on. So those are some of the ways yeah. that I, I'm like as the health detective trying to tease out clues. And then we'll do different tests as well. So we'll look over some basic blood markers like B12 and iron because you could have suboptimal levels of B12 and iron, and that's definitely going to affect your brain. And things like vitamin D. So like I said, sometimes with patients we'll actually do testing for infection. So we'll do stool testing or we'll do saliva testing for hormones. So that then starts to depend on what the patient in front of me is telling me as far as what's the next right step for, for them. But those are some kind of, those are some clues and some ideas of how I, I handle uh, patients that come in with fatigue. That's great. Um, just to ask you a little bit now, uh, you test for B12, iron, and D3, and you know what <laughs> the results mean, but can you just give me um, what what's the target range? Because the uh, standard lab reports are going to tell people they're normal, and you and I know that they can be suboptimal. So yeah. for those three tests even, well, and then what tests specifically are you doing for iron? So what's a good target range for B12, what do you test for iron, and what's a good target range for D3? Okay, so um, so one of the things that I recommend for all the listeners out there is anytime you see your doctor and anytime you have any blood work done that you always get a copy for yourself. Those records are yours legally, so do not be shy about asking for a copy for yourself so that you can look at your numbers. And so one of the things that I'll do is I'll always get the blood work, and sometimes I'll see that the doctor has run these tests for B12 and iron and vitamin D, but actually a lot of times they've not done it. So it's good to get a copy for yourself so you can see actually what was tested and then what, what your levels are. And if you weren't tested, just ask, hey, I would like my B12 tested. So let's start with B12. So B12 is... I find is a very common nutrient um, that is suboptimal in patients. So the range of normal for B12 is from 125 to 125 and up. Some labs don't have a high range on the high end of the normal range. Some labs will say between 125 and 600. Um, as normal, but really what within that normal range there's what is the optimal. And what they found in some of the research, particularly with B12, is you have to have your B12 at a minimum of 600 in order to have enough B12 getting into your brain. And B12 is really important for uh, memory and cognition or thinking. I find yeah, pretty so much across the board, so people are low in B12. Yeah, and if the lab report is saying 125 is normal, your doctor will say your lab reports are great when 125 is not great and you want to um, supplement. So what kind of supplement do you recommend? So for, for B12, 
I recommend a form of B12 that would melt it under your tongue, so in a lozenge, because mm-hmm. B12 is absorbed better in your mouth than it is in your stomach. And then look for the form when you look on your label, you want to look for that the ingredient says methylcobalamin. Yeah. So usually patients, I find, need between 2,000 and 5,000 MCG or micrograms in order to get their levels up above 600. So if you're looking at your blood work and your B12 says is you're at 250, your doctor is going to say that's normal, but I would say that's not ideal. Let's get those levels mm-hmm. up above 600. Now, you're in Canada, so for those who are here in the States, I, on my website, getbetterwellness.com, I do have um, a sublingual B12 from Perp that I really like. Um, it is 2,000 micrograms. Um, it's the form hydroxocobalamin, which is another good one. The one we're avoiding yeah, that's also is cyanocobalamin. Yes. Yeah, cyano, it's cyanide, a molecule of cyanide helping the B12 cross, so that's Super cheap. We don't want that one. So methyl or hydroxocobalamin would be what we we like. Um, and then what about iron? How do you test iron levels? So when you look at your blood work, the iron test that you're, you're going to look at is it's called ferritin. So ferritin tells us how much iron is being stored in your body. So let's see here. The normal range for ferritin um, and this would be the same in the U.S. as it is in Canada, is generally between um, 10 and 200. And I would, and that's a pretty broad range. And again, within that range, where, where are the ideal numbers? The ideal numbers are somewhere between 70 and 100. Somewhere between 70 and 100, um, and, and I will say, I have a lot of patients that come in and they complain about hair loss, that their hair is getting thinner. And uh, I learned at the last SIBO symposium that you need to have your ferritin at 100 to have adequate hair growth. Iron is also a required mineral for many neurotransmitters and for thyroid hormone production. So in in order to have really great brain health, you need to have your ferritin at 100. But you don't want your iron to get too high either because iron... What did you say you need? I'm sorry. You need um, the ferritin for normal neurotransmitters, so our happy brain chemicals. And what else is it used? It's a cofactor. And thyroid hormones. Thyroid. Okay. Yeah. You need to be at 100. (laughs) Now, now iron is one of these nutrients that if you get too much in your body, that can be a problem too. So you definitely want to make sure you're tested for your ferritin levels to see if you really do need iron or not. Because if you don't need extra iron, if your ferritin levels are good, you should not be taking extra iron because iron can build up in your body and cause permanent damage. Okay. Got it. And so don't just take willy-nilly a multivitamin with iron just because you're tired. You need to get tested exactly. because we don't want to cause harm and... Um, so, yeah, exactly. but you need to ask for the ferritin because if you say, I want you to test, you know, I'm tired, they're only going to do a hemoglobin and, a, you know, that's the last uh, test to go uh, abnormal. The ferritin, like Dr. Perry said, is a storage form, so that's going to be a quicker indication of trouble. <laughs> yes, so you're exactly right about that, Erin. 
So about D3, so uh, vitamin D. Vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin. Um, again, I'm here in Canada, so pretty much every Canadian is deficient in vitamin D because we just don't get enough sunshine. But even in the States, you could be living in Miami Beach and still not have enough vitamin D. So that's one that needs to be tested. It can be tested through your family doctor or there's actually labs online that offer finger prick uh, blood testing if you don't happen to have a doctor. And so for vitamin D, now this one's a little bit tricky because in Canada we use units that are different than the U.S. So you don't want to get that mixed up. So for those of us living in Canada, ideal levels of vitamin D would be between 125 and 250 nanomoles per liter or NMOL slash L. And then in the U.S., the ideal levels would be between 50 and 100. Yeah, and I, also on my website, um, I have a blood spot test kit that you can order, and it's an at-home finger nick <laughs> type of thing. Perfect. And it's $75. Perfect. So first, ask your doctor, because we would love for insurance to pay for that, but Sometimes, uh, you know, that's not an option for people or the doctor won't do it. So you can always get your own lab test for D3 done. So great. Now, um, you have mentioned briefly neurotransmitters. And um, can you talk about their role and, and how, you know, how do they get an imbalance and how do we, how do you, you know, figure that out with your patients? Oh, that that's a great question. So, so. Okay, where do I start on this? So, okay, so as um, as an entrepreneur or or anybody that ha- has a job, you know, there's things you need to have done. You you have deadlines to meet, and so all of this brain activity can slowly drain your brain of neurotransmitters. So, just like anything else, if you're if you're overusing a part of your body, it can only that can only go on for a certain period of time before that body part starts to break down. So if you're sitting at your desk all day long, typing, 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 you might be okay for a couple of days, but doing that for years on end with bad posture, that's going to start having effects on your muscles and you'll start having repetitive strain injuries or carpal tunnel syndrome, stuff like that. So it's a similar thing with the brain. The more we go through these periods of um, stress, and we put intense pressure on ourselves. Um, we have all these deadlines to meet, like I said, that we can slowly create brain chemistry imbalances. And so with the uh, with the B12 and the iron that we talked about, that's a very easy thing to get tested to see, okay, if these are low and you need to supplement or add more B12 and iron in your diet, that automatically is going to help with your brain chemistry. But um, unfortunately, we don't have any direct methods to test the brain chemistry. Like you can't just poke poke a hole in the brain and get a sample. Um, so a lot of what we do with assessing brain health has to do with just uh, seeing, okay, what do these brain chemicals do and then what symptoms are you having? So for for example... With uh, dopamine, 
Um, dopamine is the neurotransmitter that helps reward us and it motivates us to perform to our best. So if you have a dopamine deficiency, it's going to feel like you have a hard time motivating yourself. You have a hard time starting projects or you have a hard time finishing projects. Um, you might have a short fuse. You might feel like you're losing your temper even for the minor, even for the most minor reasons. And you might feel like you just can't handle stress like you used to. And uh, so when we, I go through these questionnaires, if I see like, oh, there's a lot of, this patient's answering a lot of yeses to these questions and I'm suspecting a dopamine imbalance, then we'll supplement them to help their brain make more dopamine. Um, so that's one neurotransmitter, and that's the reward um, kind of place. And and yeah. So um, now there's a couple other neurotransmitters that you evaluate, and what what are the top ones going to be? So uh, of the four that everybody should be evaluated for, so dopamine is one of them. The next one would be acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is when you're having more and more of those senior moments where you're forgetting words, you're having more difficulty calculating numbers, you, you're you forgetting where you put your car keys or why you, why you grabbed your cell phone. Those are all typical symptoms of acetylcholine deficiency. And then there's serotonin. Now, a lot of listeners have probably heard of serotonin. So when serotonin levels are low, you're going to, have, you're going to feel a loss of joy, um, have a loss of interest in, your, in those things that you used to love to do. And that could be hobbies. That could be your work. You might feel overwhelmed with ideas that need to be managed and just not able to fall into a deep, restful sleep, and then just kind of feeling down or depressed when it's cloudy outside. Those are all very typical of serotonin. And then the last one is GABA. So when GABA levels are low, you're going to feel um, inner tension, panic, worry, anxiousness. You're going to have a restless mind that just won't turn off. Um, your attention is going to be every which way except the way that you needed to go. You know, you won't be able to focus. And uh, and with GABA, these actually these people tend to um, they tend to like to fall asleep with the TV on because they 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 just require constant simulation. So those are symptoms of GABA deficiency. Hmm. I'm sure people can see themselves in in some of this. So um, you know, real quick, we only have a couple minutes. Um, mm-hmm. What is the dietary recommendations for happy, healthy neurotransmitters so that we don't jump just to, you know, a supplement first. We want to fix the diet. Absolutely. We want to, we want to use our food as medicine first. So one of the big things with um, diet is making sure you're eating enough protein in your diet because the amino acids that we get from protein are the building blocks for all of our brain chemistry. And um, so if you think about how much you weigh, whatever that number is in, in pounds, slash that number in half and convert that to grams. So if you weigh 180 pounds, half of that would be 90. So you would need at least, at a minimum, 90 grams of protein a day. 
and you can do internet searches to see, okay, if I eat a, a half a chicken breast, how much protein is in that? Or if I eat one egg, how much protein is that? To kind of gauge how mm-hmm. much protein you're getting because protein is a big part of it. And then the other thing is um, make sure, making sure that you're not eating too many carbs. You want to make sure you have a nice steady blood sugar because that's also really important for brain health. When we have these blood sugar surges and you're on like a blood sugar roller coaster, um, that can be very damaging to the brain. So making sure you're not eating too many carbs and kind of keeping your blood sugar level and, and again, making sure you're getting enough protein, that will also keep your blood sugar level. So that's going to be really great overall for brain health, but but particularly to help you get those neurotransmitters back into balance. Great. Well, and uh, not necessarily for neurotransmitters, but fat is important for the brain since the brain yes. is mostly fat. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that one. <laughs> well, we were talking about the fat part. <laughs> so we're um, running up against the clock, and I thank you, you know, Dr. Carey, for being on the show today. I appreciate being back on your show, Erin. So people can find you at drcarrie.com, also on Facebook, Dr. Carrie, and Twitter, Dr. Carrie D, and um, all kinds of places. So be watching for the release of Entrepreneurial Fatigue. That will be good for everybody, um, whether you're, you know, having a job, your own business, or even just staying at home raising your children. So thank you all. Uh, Visit my website, getbetterwellness.com, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.